Hello, Kel- hello, brother. Kelvin, how you doing, boss? Doing super well. How are you? I'm amazed, man. I'm amazing right now. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming on. You're super welcome. Just a uh, FYI, since I'm driving, I, I have no idea if we'll have any dead spots or whatever, but just okay. wanted to let you know that that's possible, but I'll go as far as we can take it, and uh, the very least we can do is try. Yes, you know, I, I know the entrepreneur life, man. I, I get it, man, and, and uh, ever since I started the podcast, I've been uh, trying to rearrange time frames, and it, it's it's not easy, but I get it, man, and I honestly thank you for you know looking for the time to come on. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, do you have an idea on how long it should be, just so that I can have kind of a, a, a range? Um, if you got, if you got, if if you got like, if you got to go or something, uh, we can make it short. Um, usually I go about 45 minutes to an hour, but I'm don't I'm totally down with that. Okay, cool, cool. So, yeah. um, real quick, I want to let you know what you're getting yourself into, and then okay. I want you to, you know, talk a little bit about yourself. Okay. Uh, so my podcast, the way it works is um, it's upcoming entrepreneurs. My goal, yeah. my vision is to interview entrepreneurs, you know, either they're in the grind right now, first starting, whatever it is, but I want people to relate to them, you know, because usually yeah. you hear interviews about the greats when they're already great. 100%. You know, and it's like, yeah, they're cool, but you can't really relate to them. They've already made it. You're so, speaking my language, man. Yes. Yes. No, I've heard some of your podcasts and I love it, man. But so that's that's why I wanted you on because there's a lot of value you can give the listeners. Um, but before we get into all that, um, I want you to you know talk a little bit about you, man. Who who is Kelvin? Well, I think the bottom line is uh, kind of what you're saying that I just totally dig. I'm a regular dude. Like that's the truth. I was just barely having this conversation with somebody that's been following me for a couple of years since I launched my book two years ago. And when I was having lunch with her just a couple of days ago in San Diego, she was like, you're just proof that there's some people that are just destined to be successful. And I was like, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. Like, man, you should have seen the whole journey, man. Like, I, I, I remember having the same frustration looking at like a Gary Vee or a Jim Carrey and stuff like that and I remember when I first realized that they were human beings I remember hearing stories of Jim Carrey like going up on Mulholland Drive when he was just a like hand-to-mouth comedian wasn't making any money and he visualized the life that he wanted and it connected to me that holy shit he was he was a regular dude once and then I've seen old videos of Gary Vaynerchuk before he was Gary Vaynerchuk where people would treat him like garbage and he couldn't he couldn't pay people to ask him a question yep. on stage, you yep. know? Yeah. And, uh, and now like he makes 150 grand. And so I remember thinking, man, like if more people knew this, that these people were regular people, like, what would that do? Like who would like want to go after, like who would now have the courage to go after something? And me realizing that is honestly what gave me the courage to say, I'm going to give this a shot. And it's yep. what made me quit my day job and, it's the reason I have a YouTube show where I'm documenting my journey and have been documenting it before I got my first business client because I wanted to sh- I wanted to give something that I wish my younger self would have had sooner, yep. which is realizing regular people or uh, successful people take shits also. They make mistakes also. They're like they're regular people just like I am. And yep. if we can really understand that, 
then it gives us a courage, I think. Yo. Hello, Kevin? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. Uh, okay, cool. I was like, here we go. <laughs> it's all good. Um, I, I love that you that you say that because that's one thing that, that I always push, too, is that everybody sees the finished product. Everybody sees yeah, the break. The highlight reel. You know, no one knows anybody um, when they're in the grind. And that's why I want to, you know, make this podcast because I want people to know the people that are on the grind right now. Um, everybody everybody knows the man who landed on the moon, but no one knows about the first person who said, hey, let's build a spaceship to go out of space. You know, it's like nobody Totally. Totally. So I love it, man. How old are you, brother? I just turned 30. Oh, nice. When did you turn 30? Um, in November. So I guess I'm... Uh like a little bit like about what are we let's see august so september october november so about three months shy of 31 okay i, I turned uh, 30 on june awesome well yes, welcome yes. and i and i say thank you and i see you have a you know beautiful family man i love that man. thank you i'm a family man too i got my daughter my daughter's gonna be two in october awesome yeah and i know you got your, you got a one-year-old right i have a one-year-old baby girl just turned one and my son is turning five in two months okay okay i love it man i love it so um uh for those people who don't know you said you quit your job yes you know um what were you doing before what are you doing now i just so then for them to know so at the time i was working at a call center um i started when like right out of college i was homeschooled so like I was super, super awkward and like introverted when I started college and stuff. And so I wanted to do something that would help me grow. And I read a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And in that book, he said that if you're going to be successful in life, you need to have a business. And if you're going to have a business, you need to work, learn how to deal with people. And if you're going to learn how to deal with people, you need to learn how to communicate. And if you're going to sharpen your communication skills, you should learn how to sell. Yep. And so I was like, well, I'm going to learn how to sell. So I joined this call center to learn how to sell. And long story short, I fell flat on my face. I was horrible. I still hold the record at that company for the worst performance that a sales <laughs> agent ever had. Okay. Because um, I was so awkward having been homeschooled my whole life and never really going out in public. But when I quit my day job, I had gone from the worst in that company to among the best. I was now a manager um, in that, at that company and managed uh, a team of people um, at a location I helped open. And it was fun. I would learned a lot. I would learned how to sell. I'd gotten out of my shell, but it still wasn't my own thing. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it just got to a point where the pressure just kept building and building in myself that I wanted to go do my own thing and time was ticking. And like, there was like, if it wasn't going to happen, then when was it going to happen? Sort of a thing. And yep. so I just one day decided, you know what? I'm going to freaking give this a shot. I would rather give it a shot and try and fail yes. than just wake up in 10 years and be like, well, what if I could have? Yep. And so just, yeah, just three years ago, just, up and quit and uh, so what i'm doing now uh it's been a couple of things um now i do a little bit of writing i have a book and speaking a little bit but my main business is 
a six-week boot camp that helps families get out of debt and helps entrepreneurs get their money right so that they can – I just believe if people get their money right, then they can better share their gifts with the world. And so that's what my program's designed to do. I love it, man. I'm glad that you, you said that. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about that. I just wanted to say, as I was listening to you, man, it, it reminded me of a book I read uh, called oh, The yeah? Alchemist. Have you Young Hustlers? No, The Alchemist. Ah, I love that book. Yes, because um, in that book, if anybody hasn't read it, uh, it just talks about how someone had success but wasn't fulfilled. Ah, uh, you huh? know, and, and and so even though they had so much success, they they knew that you know they were destined for something else, something that would fulfill them. So I'm as I'm listening to you, I I feel like man, this guy had success in this job, sure career, but it wasn't fulfilling. Right, and, and so you you. For anybody who, who is listening, needs to understand that you can have success, but if you're not fulfilled, you know it's, it's really not success in life. I guess you can say. Agreed. Well, here's the thing: like, what is success? Right? Like, everybody's definition's different, yep. and success isn't just money. Now, everything nope. I like, my programs around money, and, I, and one of my missions is to make so money's not a taboo thing. Because I mm-hmm. think it being a taboo topic and the root of all evil is creating way more problems than it's than it's helping. But you're right; it's not just about how much money you make. It's about the people that you impact, and yep. it's about how you feel when you wake up in the morning and you're yes. ready to go about to the day. And you're like, are you are you happy with what you're about to do? Are you going to bed satisfied? Like, even if not in the day to day grind, there's going to be stuff that you got to do that might be boring and like not worth it. Like you're like. I don't want to make these 30 phone calls or build this website and all this stuff. Like that's another like thing I didn't, that I would, I would have told my younger self is that success is boring. And it really is. Cause it, especially in the beginning, there's a lot of stuff you got to do. That's not really that sexy, but uh, in the macro, like in the overall picture, you should be happy with it. And, yep. and that is your success. It's different for everybody. But if you're happy going after what, the life that you're designing, then you're being successful. Don't let anybody yes. else define it for you. Yes. I love it, man. I love it. Um, now, I've been, you know, listening to your podcast. I've been, you know, just kind of trying to find out who you are as a person, man. And awesome. I feel like you and I can kind of, we're kind of like, we went through the same path. Um, I am a little bit familiar with finances because I had a struggle back in the days where I was, you know, to about $25,000 in debt. Uh-huh. And through that struggle, um, no one was able to teach me, so I had to figure it out for myself. I read books. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, I went to uh, work for a bank as a banker so I can get surrounded by finance and understand how it works. You know, uh-huh. um, So I had to do some movements. Now, I luckily, you know, I thank God I'm out of debt now, and I understand it. Congratulations, I brother. My, <laughs> I had to put myself in that, in that, uh, in that environment so I can learn it. Um, I think you you said you went through something like that too, right? I was fifty three thousand dollars in debt. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, man. And what was it like? School debt or what was it? It was a mix of everything. It was okay. student loans, car loans, business loans, stupid get rich quick ideas like yep. the Bitcoin of the day, but it wasn't Bitcoin. It was other stuff that I thought was going to make me rich yep. and yep. and didn't just stupid short-term stuff and yeah just woke up one day and was like wtf it's not supposed to be this way how did i get 52 grand in debt and was like something's got to freaking change yep 
So um, a buddy of mine that has been following me since I started my podcast uh, has told me, I told him, you know, about finance and he wanted me to, you know, help him out with it. I just, you know, I didn't know how to make a podcast out of it because I'm trying to do my own thing too, like help interview people, but also do my own thing. Uh huh. But um, I'm glad I found you because uh, he found that I was going to interview you and he's like, hey, ask him this. And I was like, all right, but I'll ask him. Oh, nice. So, so hopefully, I mean, I don't want to, uh, I don't think it's going to interfere with your business, but. It totally won't. Like there's not, there's nothing you can ask me that don't interfere. Like I'm, I'm an open book. Like, I love I'm it. A, I'm a, an abundance guy. Like I will tell you whatever, like if it's something that I share in my $2,000 programs, I'll tell you, like I'm oh, totally fine with sharing anything. Beautiful, man. That's the, yeah. that's the kind of guys we need, man, in this life. But, um, he asked one, what principles did you follow? And two, what kind of life did you have at the time that you had that debt? Um, pretty modest. Here's the super interesting thing. I did not really, at least I didn't feel like it. I don't feel like when I started getting out of debt that I cut way back. You know, a lot of people think that you have to become like a real person. In some ways, I feel like I lived a better life when I was getting okay. out of debt because of the things that I did differently that fell into place. Um, I definitely cut in some areas, but it didn't feel like it. So, okay. Here's some, here's the big thing. Like, I feel like for people that are in money troubles, what I found and what I was certainly doing is I was making short term isolated money decisions. So short term, like what rent is due right now or whatever the hell life was throwing at me at the moment, whatever bill is due at this moment, whenever, like I'm hungry, I want this coffee right now, or I need a car. And so that's how, how I think. 99% 99% of people live Yep, is like short term what's happening now. And then they try to do long term. So they'll do like a 401k and like let it save automatically. And like they're not being really long term and intentional. But here's the biggest thing that people aren't. People are not holistic about their money. And I was not holistic about my money. And what do I mean by holistic? I mean your entire money picture like nobody takes into account every single, every single dollar. A, a lot of times, and, and it's not just wherever you're at right now. It's like your whole money picture for life type of a thing. And what people don't get is you spending $5 on a, on a Little Caesars pizza is affecting your whole picture, not just that one transaction. And so what I teach is some radical things, honestly, that... In fact, I'll tell you the story of how I came up, came up on it. Um, okay. What my whole big thing is, is like the, the prevailing advice when somebody needs to get control of their finances is you need to have a budget. But yep. my, my whole experience says that budgeting is broken. And okay. I'm not sure, I'm not that convinced that it's ever really worked. But I think budgeting in a lot of ways is making people broke. Okay. Um, like, and if you look at the, if you ask Americans, uh, just go take a survey and say who has a budget 78% say they do and then you go ask Americans how many are living paycheck to paycheck 76% are living paycheck to paycheck yep. those are essentially the same numbers so something's not clicking there that if you're having a budget and still living paycheck to paycheck something is terribly wrong well here's the problem with a budget a budget literally does nothing like it doesn't really help you what is a budget a budget is a plan 
and let's compare it to like health and nutrition. Uh, a budget is like a diet, right? And okay. so it's like the right information. If, if all we needed was the right information or the right diet to take, then America would be the sexiest and most <laughs> healthy that we've ever been in history because we have more access to more information and more diets than we've ever had. Like we have oodles and oodles of information at our fingertips, or shall I say Googles of information. <laughs> yep. Right? Like at yep. any point. So if it was just information and just about the right plan, then we should be in great shape, whether that's physical shape or financial shape. Well, here's what I found with myself and with other people. It's not just about the information. There's something else that's missing. And for me, I stumbled on it when I found myself like, holy shit, I'm $53,000 in debt. I have a baby on the way. And like, I had just gotten married. And college degree now, a bachelor's degree. And I was like, I'm being a quote unquote smart guy, like doing the above average things. Why am I going backward? And I became obsessed with everything to do with money and personal finance. And I was like, this is not how it's going to be. And I had a lot of really amazing mentors. One of my first amazing mentors was Dave Ramsey, who a lot of people might know through the book uh, Total Money Makeover. And that was a huge, awesome foundation. Um, So what I've done is taken pieces from Dave Ramsey and and then like the book – the richest man in Babylon yep. stuff from other business people like Robert Kiyosaki and then stumbled on principles that I hadn't read anywhere else. And that's what I follow um, that helps people get out of debt and help me get out of debt as fast as I did. And this is one of the things that I, that I stumbled on while I was doing my finances. What I noticed is when I started getting on a budget and a plan, I was not saving time at all. In fact, it was even more difficult And I was like, why is being smarter with money so damn much harder? And it was taking way too long. Like I not only had to have a, if you had a budget, I then had to track everything. And uh, tracking every, like every last dollar I spent was taking so damn much of my time. Uh And I remember one day I was getting my paycheck. And when I got my paycheck, um, I was going to cash it. And I remember this negative feeling, feeling like yucky that I was about to go cash a paycheck because then I had to go track it all and do all this stuff again. And I was like, man, I like, that's not a good thing. I should not be feeling bad that I'm making money, that I'm going to cash check. And I'm just feeling bad because I know I'm going to have to go track everything to stay within my money plan. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what if I could do something radical that would require me to not have to track my money to stick to my budget and stuff like that? And I remember comparing it to health and nutrition In health and nutrition, like in most diets, they'll give you like a certain amount of calories that you can have in a day or a week. Right. And I remember thinking like, what if you could like, and and consider that like your budget, right? If you have this like 2000 calories a day or whatever, based on the government standards, you're golden. I was like, what if in health and nutrition, you could take care of all of your calories up front for the next two weeks? So you can't mess up because you just did it. Like you ate all of the calories you're supposed to eat for the next two weeks and then you're golden. And I remember thinking that was a funny idea with nutrition. I was like, well, that's impossible. You can't do that with nutrition. 
But then the light bulb went off. But could you do that with money? Yeah. Could I do that with my finances? And I was like, wait a minute. I might be able to do that with my finances. So I remember, so I went and cashed my check. And instead of just budgeting on paper, I made it my mission to spend all of that paycheck right then and there in a single sit down. And that's what I did. And so I took that paycheck and said, my goal, just similar to like a zero based budget on paper, but physically spend the money. I'm like, okay, I'm going to put this much towards food. And I set stuff aside for food. And I literally put some, put every, until every last dollar was gone. And I was done in like 30 minutes. And then something interesting happened throughout the week. The stress that I had used to have around money, I was noticing, I was like, where's the, the stress I'm normally worrying about? It's not there. And if I went to the grocery store, I no longer had to think um, about how much I should spend. I just went to how much I had already, quote unquote, spent on food. In, yeah. like, and I had, a, like, for me, I did it old school and had, like, a food envelope and literally just went and put, like, out of a food envelope. Or if I was needing to fuel my car, I had already, quote unquote, spent money for cars so it was like it was it was like taking budgeting to the extreme yeah like instead of it just being a plan actually doing it so then i could use the money i had already set aside for fuel in an account that was for transportation and i started doing this and i noticed something i all of a sudden went from paycheck to paycheck to holy cow i only need to do finance every two weeks now and then i suddenly felt myself into i can now do finances once a month in it like for the month ahead. And so I started realizing I had spacing that yep. I didn't have before. Yep. And I started getting out of debt without even making any more money. And all I started doing was every single time I did my finances, where at first was every paycheck and then shortly became just once a month so I could build up a, a bank account and then do finances once a month, was to spend all of my money at once. That's the radical idea that I shift people in doing. So that's the crazy idea. Now let's take a step back and say, well, why is this working? Why did it work for me? Why did I get out of debt? Why did I pay 53 grand off? Why did the last group of 15 people that went in my course pay off about $100,000 worth in debt wow. collectively in less than six weeks? Here's why. When you force yourself to spend all of your money at once or when you do that exercise, it forces you to start thinking long-term instead of short-term ah. because you have to think about everything. Yep. What between now and the next paycheck or between now and the next time you get paid or the next time you do finances or between like you're no longer thinking just in this moment. You start thinking more long-term. Also, the big problem, as I told you before, most people make decisions in isolation. What it now forces you to do is think holistically because you notice that if you spend money in this one area, it took money away from somewhere else. Yep. And so you start automatically making decisions that are based on the holistic approach of your entire money picture in the long run. And like the entire thing just starts like over time, you just start accidentally increasing your net worth instead of like, um, accidentally going backwards and then wondering where the heck everything went. Yes. So that's what I teach, man. And what I've, uh, the big thing I, what I'm, what it does is it forces you to change your behavior around money. 
And that's my big thing is it's not just about your budget and it's not just about how much money is in your bank. It's about how good you are with your behavior. Yes. And when you spend all of your money at once, it forces you to make the right decisions and it forces you to behave in a holistic long-term sense versus an isolated short-term sense that ends up biting you in the butt. So I, I love, I love the idea of an envelope uh, because when, when us as human beings slide the card, we don't really know how much is in the bank or how totally. much, you know, so you're sliding and you're sliding and you're sliding and all that money's gone compared to having it in the envelope. You're just like, shit, I only got 50 bucks left. You know, I better watch what I'm buying if, you know, I'm going to buy something. And it's only $50 in that category. Here's the thing. Most people think they know they're, where they're at financially and they're not. The problem is there's so many facets to money and usually people are doing it all out of one bank account. Yep. And the problem is maybe you have $50 left for food, but you have $2,000 left in your bank account. People start making food buying decisions based on $2,000 yep. Yep. when you don't really have $2,000. Because you have $900 in rent that's due. You have a $150 cell phone payment that's coming. You have like all these different things. Mm-hmm. And be, when, when you are like, they're, you're making really a good decision, whether you should buy a certain amount of food or go to a certain restaurant, making a good decision, but on bad information, yep. the information of $2,000. And so when you force yourself to spend all of your money at once, then you start to like, decide and basically convert that cash to different things like this cash represents food this cash represents my rent this cash represents my cell phone payment you're making that decision at the grocery store you're now looking and saying yeah 50 bucks in this envelope for food that's what i have and here's the other side that i forgot to mention what spending all of your money does at once it also it puts every single dollar to work. Okay. It Instead of thinking of, like, money is very slippery. It's meant to be doing something. And when it's just sitting in your bank account, if it does not have something to do or some intention to it, believe you me, it will find a new home. And when you don't have, when it's just sitting there and stuff like that, you'll, you'll either spend it or, or make a decision on it so it can go somewhere else. But when you spend it all at once, you're now getting more out of your money and this is how like when i started doing this i literally feel like i had a better lifestyle and got out of debt at the same time i love that man um the way i did it first of all um once you have control over your money life is a lot better less less i mean i agree with that man the way i did it is i had a whiteboard i bought a whiteboard at target like 15 bucks and I fucking put all. Did you outline your I debts put on all there? My, my my bills. I Love put all it. my bills, and I put it in, in my room. So literally, I wake up and it's like right in the wall. To this day, even though I'm debt free, to this day I have my bills there still, phone bill, everything. Cool. Now, the way I did it was, um, my paycheck. When my paycheck came in, I would pay the bills. I would pay even if the bill was a week or two weeks in advance. I would pay it. Oh, phone bills here. Okay, this check, this check is love my phone bill. Love Boom. it. I, I would not wait till you know. No, because then if I wait, then that I think that money is for me. Yes, brother. Okay, can I give a bonus, a bonus uh, concept that I have in my course that yes, I'm just going to give yes, you guys please. free? 
what you're talking about is what every single person will start doing if you start realize if you start spending your account down to zero. You're going to notice that you have money to pay for things like two weeks ahead or three weeks ahead, and that's all great. So what do you do with that money? Well, one thing that I teach is to separate your income and your outgo. So have an income account where all of your money goes, but then you're going to be able to pay for something like your cell phone bill two weeks ahead. So what do you do with that money? Put it in an outflow account that's separate from your main checking account that now mentally that's done. Like you don't have, like all you're waiting for is like the cell phone person to come collect it. And so now what you're seeing in your main checking account is money you actually have something to play with, something to do with, whether it's going towards something you want to invest in or whether it's going towards something you're saving up for or getting out of debt. But when you start paying yourself, like your cell phone bills ahead of time or your rent ahead of time, like all you got to do is take it out of your income account, put it in your outflow, and you're just waiting for that bill to come out in two weeks. But anything you see in that outflow account, you're like you consider that just gone money. Yep. It's not yours. Like you've already paid it. Like it's like I consider that account a black hole. It's just nothing. And so what that allows me to do is pay in advance if I want to, which will inevitably end up happening um, as you do this, because um, you'll just be ahead of the game. And it also gives you a more realistic picture of where you're really at right now in this moment with your checking account. Again. Back to the example that was similar to somebody buying food, but looking at their checking account that says that there's two thousand yep. dollars in there. It's not really two thousand. After you do all of your finances, um, like, and you like pay for every obligation, and you pay for your food, you, you, then you whatever's left, that's your real situation. And ha- separating your income and your outgo is a tool and a strategy to help you see clearly where you really are. I love it, man. I love it. It's so it's so uh, it's so uh, funny how the people who get out of debt are in a similar mindset. I think that's one big thing. Totally, it's no, no accident. It's people who want to get out of finance need to have need to know first of all that it's not going to be easy. You know, it's it's uh-huh. going to take work, like anything in life. You know, totally. And then, um, uh, like I said, I, I was a banker for three years, so I've seen different kinds of people come in. And uh, I've also seen people that say I have five thousand dollars in my in my savings account, so I'm good. But yet they had like about ten thousand dollars in debt. And I'm just uh-huh. like, uh, at the end of the day, you're actually five thousand dollars in the ground. <laughs> you know? It, exactly. It, it show me that you have five thousand dollars saved. Uh, it's good to have five, uh, uh, you know, five thousand dollars saved for the emergency while you're paying off things. But you can't totally. be showing off that you have this money because that money technically is not yours right now. 100%. It's not about how much money nope. you make either. That's the thing that yep. everybody thinks. If you have all of your if you have a bad money, if you have bad money behavior, I don't care if you're if you have millions of dollars, then it's just a matter of time before you're screwed. And this isn't just my opinion. What's really cool is we have uh, we have stats that back this up. Uh, people that win the lottery are broke yep. within 5 years. Yep. You've probably heard that. Or people that leave the yep. NFL have like big money troubles within three years when they've made more money, the most money they've ever made in their entire life. And then I've had something really close to home where I had a gentleman come to me about a year and a half ago to help me get his money right. And this is where it really was like a big light bulb for me that it's not about how much money you have, 
um, he was gifted five million dollars when his mother passed away three years prior because well, uh, she owned like a, a, a chain of restaurants. But anyway, in three years, he blew almost all of it. And people think, oh, well, that like there's nobody listening to this or like nobody else would make that horrible decision. But I'm telling you, uh, there's too many there's too many things that show that if you make more money but have a bad system, it ends up just making it worse. Like the average American that gets a get that gets a raise, like the average uh, uh, family, leather, like a husband, wife, and a couple of kids, they get a raise. They actually go the opposite direction because they think they can then increase. Uh, their livelihood by getting a nicer car, a nicer apartment, and all that type of stuff. So it actually goes the other, opposite direction. So it's not just about how much money you make. It's about how you behave with the money you already have. And if you can get that right, great. Like, I'm, a, I'm all for, uh, like, making so damn much money in a good system. In fact, in my course, The Six-Figure Secret, one thing I always wrap it up with is something on a, acceleration on how to make, figure out how to get more money coming in. But you don't start yep. there. If you start with making more money, it could actually make it worse. But if you get your money right, and then you throw a lot more money to the equation, then you'll just get out of debt faster. You'll increase your uh, emergency funds faster. You'll get your retirement accounts filled up faster, and you'll be able to invest in yourself or your business a lot sooner, too. I love it, man. I love it. Uh, quick question. Uh, where, where are you more engaged? Where can uh, these listeners follow you? Uh, the very best way to keep in touch with me is on social media. Um, I'm very active on Instagram. Uh, I answer every single DM or message. So just Calvin Wayman on Instagram. You'll find me on Facebook too. I just uh, Calvin Wayman. But yeah, uh, Instagram's a good spot to nice. touch base. What's, what's the, the one book that has impacted your life that uh, you would want to have someone read? Mm, I know so many, so many books. That's why I want to say one if can... because if not... <laughs> Um, honestly, one that is like based on the context of this conversation, that is a good starting point for a lot of people is total money makeover yep. by Dave Ramsey. Um, uh, like uh, for most people, if they're having trouble with, de- with their debt or their finances, like, uh, I don't think that that necessarily will get, take them the whole way, but it will take them at least 80% yep. of the way. Like it's a very good, uh, a good foundation to go from and it helped me dramatically. It's the reason I was invited on his radio show to come share my story is how his principles helped me. So yeah, I would say a total money makeover. I I had something right now that uh, I wanted to ask and I completely blew up, but maybe it was something to do with money or. um, Um, So now in life, uh, this is something I always push Uh, um, in life. You have your ups and you have your downs, man. I don't care where you're at in life. You know, sometimes you're going to be at the peak point. You're going to be a manager. You're going to be, you know, balling. And then then something happens and you go down. Um, I always tell people the difference between regular people and a Gary V. Because you know how Gary V always says, you know, I want the uh, economy to go down. That way it gets right. out of all these fake people. Um, the reason why he's not that right. afraid is because he's prepared. And I'm always trying to in, in, totally. in, in, enforce or let people know that. If you're like balling right now, be get prepared. Get prepared right. for the downfall. Like I don't care. Like Gary Vee's gonna fall again, but he wants to fall because he knows that he can do it again. 
you know he's done it in the past and he also loves the he loves yep. the hard stuff he's he's a he's a maniac yep. in a good way like if the market crashes he's like i'm gonna outlast you i'm yep. a cockroach i'm gonna yep. stay alive you know? and, and i mean that's the mindset you gotta have like you gotta enjoy the process uh it's funny because ever since i started this podcast uh I've, I've tried different things in the past and um i've always been looking at the at the things that are not working and i'm just like looking at the negative and problems and problems and I, this didn't go right this didn't go right but now that i'm doing this like i want to have passion for it i love it i love talking to people like you get like you that uh um inspire um i love the 50k uh story you talked about the run it was yeah it was amazing. oh yeah um so, it wasn't 50k it was 50 miles oh, 50 i must miles, say 50 miles okay so it's two it's two marathons Damn, in a row that's crazy but uh they, they, I don't want you to talk too much about that because I want people to go to your podcast and listen to it. I mean, it's so inspiration. You know, I mean, I listened to it. And I was like, damn, like this guy is on point. And then I was like, wow, man, that sucks what happened to him. But wait, what? I can't believe he said that. I can't believe they did that. But I don't want to give too much because I want people to go into your podcast and listen to it. It's just amazing. But yeah, it's it's changed my life. Like in these last few weeks, oh, I have listened to. And um, um now like there's certain things that, that don't go right for me but i'm too busy in trying totally. to you know make this thing work that even though five things didn't go good for me the one thing that does makes me keep going you know what i mean and totally i think the thing i love about your podcast and what you're doing is a lot of people that getting started might think that when something goes wrong that there's something yeah. wrong with them and like i remember thinking that I mean, it's so fresh because it's only been three years since I quit my day job. So it's like yesterday, uh, just trying to do this whole thing, like find out what my passion was, go after what I wanted to do. I had no fucking idea what it was going to be yep. or what I was going to do. But I remember when I would hit into brick walls thinking, wow, there must be something super wrong with me. And what I love with what you're doing is sh um, highlighting and showing, no, it's a process. Like this is what it looks like on the up and coming and if you hit the brick walls, great. That just means you're in the game and you're going after it. Like, that's yep. how you're going to win. And then I, I did also hear that you say you're a big believer of mentors. Like, actual people, mentors. Yes. Like, you know. Um, yeah. Talk a little bit about that. Why are you so big on this? Because when I quit my day job and didn't know what the F I wanted to do, I did something that at the time was completely insane and had no rational thing behind it and i invested 20 grand in a in a coach and somebody that had the result i wanted now it's not just anyone you shouldn't go into debt and throw money at something that you don't know exactly what it is but i was hungry enough and found somebody that had the result i wanted meaning i knew i wanted to have a business so i found somebody that had failed many times at businesses i wanted to be able to write for people like entrepreneur magazine and had their own book and was speaking and so I found somebody that had those things and uh, like 20 grand at the time was like insane it is this day. <laughs> and full transparency, like three years ago when I did that, like it was like an annual income just a couple of years before that when I was yeah. in college, you know, like yeah. that's insane. Um, but that's also how eight months, less than eight months before, um, after that, I not only paid the investment back, but became debt free for the first Ooh. time in my life by applying what the mentor yep. taught me. So I'm a big fan um, because like to me, it's like putting a stake in the ground. I'm a believer in like the bigger picture of like the universe and uh, that 
there's like the law of attraction and like somehow you're communicating to the universe. And for me, when you make, put a stake in the ground like that, it's like communicating that you're serious. And as long as you put that stake in the ground and then take the actions that you're getting from a mentor that has walked the walk before you, if you're willing to go through that fire, man, like there, I don't see how there's any way that you could fail. The only way you could fail is if you think you already know it, or if you're, if you don't take the actions that the mentor has already done. So yeah, I'm a big fan. Uh, If you could find a mentor in some way, I mean, at the very least do stuff like this, listen to podcasts or go to events and get around other people like what you did with getting around other financial people at the bank, go to other entrepreneurial events. If you want to be an entrepreneur, like find um, author meetups of people that write every other week. If you want to be an author, go to Toastmasters. If you want to get into speaking, like surround yourself with it. And if you surround yourself with it, you can't help but let it rub I off love on it, you. Man. And I love what you're doing too, like helping people succeed financially. I mean, trying to get out of debt, that's that's amazing. Uh, um, even though we know it's not about money, Dude, yeah. but at the end of the day, money, money's going to... But money touches yep. everything, yep. man. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. Like, I've been getting really deep in this in 2018 since this is like my number one thing. And especially millennials, man, what I have found is money worries is money is the number one thing that people worry about and it actually affects your productivity. Yep. At well, oh, yeah. Perform as well. And this is what's yep. insane. If you're a millennial, if you're a millennial, you are twice as likely to be negatively impacted Damn. at work due to money worries. So it's effing up your productivity 100%. to get ahead. So it's not just about how much money. It's oh, not yeah. about the watch and the and the awesome yeah. car. For me, it's the livelihood. Kelvin, you there? Hey, brother. Think, Here's uh, what it ultimately Calvin? comes to. Oh, yeah. I'm like, call me woo-woo. Call me. Yeah, I think you're breaking up, but yeah, go ahead. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Okay. Well, the final thought that I was having is I might be like very new age with saying this, but I think anybody listening to this podcast or any other person that's looking to do something bigger, there's no accident that they have that desire to do something bigger. And I believe every single person has a gift to share. And I believe when you have money worries and you have debt, it's just weighing you down and putting chains on you and making it harder to share your gifts. And if you can get those chains off and those weight off your shoulders, then you're now more free to jump and maybe quit that job that is just sucking your soul to go do your own thing. Maybe it gives you enough courage to take some time off to write that book. Maybe it gives you enough courage to go write that Ted talk, you know? So get your money right is like, for me, it's not just about money. It's about giving Uh, yourself the freedom to go share your gifts with the world. um, There's such a thing as a good investment and that's investing in yourself. And what I would say to anybody who's listening is to look up Kelvin you know, and if you guys are struggling with finances, if you guys are in debt, look for him and pay what you need to pay to get out of debt. Uh, I see Kelvin as a mentor. No, no, or no. Or reach no, out to me know, for free. Like, I'm not, like, this, I don't want this to be a sales pitch money or like that. But comes like, and goes. Yeah. You need to understand, you know, like, uh, um, and it reminds me of a story. Like, I, I see you as a mentor totally. uh, to anybody who's willing to accept it, you know? Um, I, it reminds me of a story where uh, it's kind of a little funny story. Uh, um, there's right. a, a like cruise. I don't know if you heard this, but there's a cruise, and uh, you know everybody's partying and stuff, and and they hear a splash. 
you know? And so they're like, whatever, you know, and they keep partying in the cruise and stuff. And, the uh-huh. and they hear a second pl- uh, splash. So they all go to the side of the boat and, and they see uh, an old man uh, save a little girl, you know? And so they, you know, they get the old man up and the little girl uh-huh. and they, uh, you know, they, they wait for the night where, you know, uh, they're going to have a little dance and they're going to have a speech. And it was night comes, and then they tell the, the, the old man, you know, they want to see a speech, speech, speech. So the old man goes up to the, you know, to the stage to, to speak. And, uh, you know, everybody stays quiet. They want to hear what he has to say. You know, he's a hero now. And he says, all I want to know is who punched uh-huh. me. And the moral of the story is, you know, to, sometimes to do something great, you need a little <laughs> push. You see what I'm saying? So... I mean, if, if, if anybody, you know, <laughs> totally, man. wants to make that so change, true. look for a mentor, man. They're, they're, they're amazing. I, I, I get it. I, I get the concept. I know why mentors are amazing because they're going to give you that push you need to get where you need to go. Man, you know what? Uh, once again, man, thank totally. you. This was amazing. It was it was kind of hard because, you know, of the, of the reception, but I appreciate what you, do, what you did for us today. Well, I hope I hope it kind of was pieced enough together. Hope your definitely, friend definitely, man. gets some and, uh, insights you know, and principles that helps him get out of debt. And I'm excited to see where you're going to go. Um, I think I heard something about you're planning on cutting your beard once you hit a certain amount. Is that true? Yeah. So, so I have a I have a show called Making the Millionaire. So back to what the question that actually started this whole show, this whole podcast episode today is um i when i made when i made the realization when i realized that all these people that were on pedestals ahead of me were just regular people i went and looked to find somebody that was documenting their journey before they were successful like maybe footage of jim carrey making it happen before he was jim carrey or footage of Oprah before she was oprah i didn't find any created and so that day i decided well if it doesn't exist then maybe I'll create it. So I've been documenting um, my whole journey on a show called Making the Millionaire. And it was pretty insane when I started because I didn't like, I had no, I had like no reason to say I was going to be a millionaire, like nothing to show for it. Not, not even a single client. Uh, But to show that I was serious, I said, I'm also not going to shave my beard until I make my first million. And so that's what I'm doing is I'm not shaving my beard till I make the first million. And I don't know when this episode will drop, but I'll just tell you right now, I'm about to, uh, okay. uh, on an upcoming episode, reveal the number that I'm at. And so I have to go dig into my numbers and my journey. But so what I'm doing is tracking the first million as an entrepreneur. And then of course, from there, I'll track like a million in assets and, uh, and then hopefully get to the point where I can have like a million in passive income and all that. But the first step is making a, a million gross as an entrepreneur. And with that, I'm about a quarter of a million That's at awesome, this point. That is just awesome, in full man. transparency. And so once I hit that well, first I'm, million, I'm, right now, be I'm about 25% journey, there. I'm the beard comes see, off. You know, uh, how, how far you're going to go and stuff. And uh, you're going to keep growing, brother. I, I can see it in you, man. I've, I've been listening to your podcast, and I, I see it, man. I see the greatness in you. Yes. Yes, man. Well, thank you once again for coming on. Thank man. you. I'm and, hungry. Uh, I'll keep going. We got to do this again. You know, we got to do this again in the future. Um, thank you, man. Thank you so much. All right. You have a good one, brother. You're-